All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another uh, edition of Star Wars Talk here on the Rambling Viking Podcast. And we actually are welcoming another Star Wars fanatic, uh, Mr. Spicy Szechuan. And he also does some streaming of horror games, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we've got our usual Star Wars expert, um, Josh, here. And today we're going to be talking about uh, lightsaber, lightsaber fighting styles, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, uh, say hello to the people. Uh, hey, Welcome. what's up? Yeah, my name is uh, my name is Spicy. Stream on Twitch, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, Star Wars fanatic, as uh, Viking had said, and uh, glad to be here. And as always, Jar is here, Joshua. Awesome. Well, boys, let's just go ahead and jump into this. Uh, and I don't know where exactly you you want to start, but Josh, as usual, just kind of take it away, and we'll, uh, um, we'll let the conversation okay. go its course. The, f- the first thing I wanted I want I'd like to point out to the listeners is um, when we talk about these lightsaber forms, almost all Jedi and Sith had specialized in kind of one or two, or they were they didn't just focus only on one because that was a recipe for disaster. Because you could it could be you could be so easily countered, and so ex- when I give some examples, I will be um, examples of Jedi and Sith who use these forms. A lot of them, I repeat a couple of them multiple times, and that's just because they're known. And I didn't want to throw out a Star Wars name from a off book or an off comic that no one's going to recognize. Okay, but. Yeah, there's there is a lovely seven forms of lightsaber combat. The first, the first six, were made with a thousand years. By the the sixth form was made. Uh, th- okay, no, I should take this back. The seventh form to finish up like its timeline of the lightsaber forms from the start of the Jedi to um, one thousand years before. Um, the Battle of Yavin, that's when the seventh form came in. And then 18 years or 25 years before the Battle of Yavin is where the um, alternate form of Form 7 came into play. And so it's the first six, really long timeline. Last one, long as a thousand years, but not too long. So he, spicy here is going to be able to tr- really pronounce these things better because he he's been kind of coaching me on how to pronounce them better. So we have a phonetical expert here. Awesome. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but the first form, which is the pretty much the basic, the basic basic form, was um called. Now, spicy, feel free to correct me as soon as I say this if I'm wrong. But it's um, Shicho. Yeah, Shicho. Yeah, you're good. It was just the... Every single Jedi learned this as a youngling. So, literally every master of this form is every Jedi to go through the Jedi Temple. Okay. And it was just learning um, how to be a little bit more fluid. And the description that I read was, try to be more fluid like the like the water in a waterfall. So that's that was kind of your that's almost just like here's general fighting skills with the lightsaber. And yeah, the Jedi then. 
that's like the form that like if you see in the movies like mm -hmm. specifically let's say like episode two where obi-wan goes into the jedi temple to talk with yoda about the missing planet uh Camino, right and then yoda's teaching all the uh the younglings how to like train with the uh the lightsaber against like the training droids that are like shooting the uh the, like the stun lasers they're all using chicho and okay. like same with like luke skywalker in episode four at the very beginning when he's training that's chicho that's just like that's just the basics the fundamentals gotcha then we have one of the more fun ones to pronounce is form two and it's referred to as makashi Ooh. <laughs> it was a it the original the original uh, the origin of the form was to be used as a dual style focusing on one-to-one -one combat and it, the first user of it according to um According to the all knowledgeable Wikipedia, was a dark side user, and so then it was incorporated into the Jedi teaching. It um, it was extremely fluid, just like it was a master of fluid, and the users of it almost looked like they were dancing. They were so confident with themselves that it was like they were cocky and arrogant. Okay. By the way, I don't know if you know this, and I should have brought this up prior to the episode, but um, you guys are, are obviously familiar with the Clone Wars series. Um, mm -hmm. Ahsoka, when we get to yeah. her form, or if we haven't already, where she kind of holds her saber reverse, um, let me know, because I was really curious. That's That like sparked a big thought in my brain. I was like, hold on, that's like a, if that's an official form, or is that just like favor like how she holds i assume it's one of the forms but just um mm -hmm. yeah no she's yeah she's definitely got a form uh, okay. yeah that's upcoming cool um the, uh, the prime example to a user for makashi is count dooku oh okay mm -hmm. it's just it that that and mikasa users also special their hilts had that curve hilt to them they were special they allowed them to um Oh, manipulate the blade like angling it quicker, flicking of the flick of the wrist, and it would fit in the palm of the hand so they can control it better to get strength and precision down further. And so he directly taught taught Asaz Ventress how to do that. Right, right. And but, so was her style the same style, even though because she had she was a dual wielder, right? She had two sabers. Yes. Yep. You can the dual blades and um the yeah dual blade lightsabering and double bladed kind of could run off of the same forms just they were um oh what's the word it would favor mm -hmm. certain forms more than others okay okay well that's interesting I always notice that like Dooku's saber had that weird nook and I I was like that's a weird saber I thought it was just I didn't even think and there I, was I a rhyme or reason that to little, it. I believe the metal piece at the front is also considered a cross card, right? Spicy? For Dooku's lightsaber? Dooku's saber? Uh, yeah. Yeah a, yeah, a little bit. I think it's it more can, stylistic than anything. Yeah. But. the Yeah. <laughs> the downfall of Makashi was that because it was so such a fluid and um, dancing-like. 
um, form that the users could get stuck into a rhythm and become extremely predictable. So they had to practice not being predictable. <laughs> if that makes okay. any sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially if you talk about dancing because everyone's danced before. And it's like most people have like three or four moves that they will just kind of cycle through. But usually you find a rhythm in dancing and you stick with that rhythm. So I can understand how that could be bad in fighting because especially if you're fighting to kill someone. It's the first thing you're going to look for is predictability. Okay. Interesting. Now, spicy. Do you want to? Okay. Do you want to? I, I believe I know how to pronounce form three, but do yeah. you know how to properly? Yeah, it's just a uh, sorasu. And that that is Obi Wan's form. Um, Super yes. defensive one, right? Yes. Yes, sir. It's um, it's exact. It used really tight motions, so you wouldn't use up a lot of energy. It was perfect for deflecting fire blast or fire blast blaster fire, and it allowed the user to v look for weaknesses in their opponent's fighting style. But if their uh, opponent wasn't a bad fighter, was that it turned into just a pure survival style? Mm -hmm. And we we talked about that because you mentioned in the previous podcast about. Um, like um, General Grievous or someone always, like everyone uh, Obi-Wan goes after and fights, kind of gets away. Right. Um, but one of my other favorite Sith, which I bring him up just because I've mentioned him so many times, but Darth Bane specialized in that form as well. Really? It was just, it was a brute force form. Didn't use much energy. Energy got. Um. So, quick question. Um, just kind of, just uh, dawned upon me. So, you, at least with Jedi, you learn that you learn your first form, and that's just like the base form of fighting, and so everyone knows that form. Now, when it comes to all the other forms, how does is there any rhyme or reason to, or is it just personal preference on what form you go with? Like we, you know, uh, having these distinctions. So, I think something that you need to like understand is in, in regards to how the uh the subsequent forms were developed right so mm -hmm. like past form one it wasn't so much of a group of like let's say like jedi or sith you know talking about like oh hey let's develop a new form it really came down to what was going on in the world at the time and okay. then applying a more advanced form to combat with like uh the ongoings of the world. So, like, for example, Form 1 was the basic, you know, hey, just, it's kind of like just learning how to swing a sword, right? You don't yeah. you don't really learn too much. Like, you can just, like, what, you, you slice, you block, yada, yada, yada. And so when everyone learned Form 1, there was the whole necessity of, okay, now that everyone knows, like, Form 1, how do we beat Form 1 users? Okay, well, let's develop a form that focuses on dueling, hence Makashi. Mm -hmm. And then once, you know, people started learning Makashi, it's like, okay, well, how do we beat Makashi users? Let's go to super defensive form, form three, Soresu. And then it keeps going and going on and going on, right? And uh, specifically for, like, form two, uh, the reason why, like, it eventually... It, Makashi is kind of like an old, really old uh, ancient form, right? Like, how it was developed a millennia ago. You don't really have too many users, like like Jar said, uh, or Josh said. Count Dooku was one of them. Um, and then, obviously, like, Asajj Ventress. 
But the reason why it actually it, it kind of faded out of popularity was because it was a dueling form, which meant once you know blasters became more common use, uh, you know, kind of got rendered obsolete because it's like, okay, well, we'll just shoot you instead of just you know <laughs> dancing in a lightsaber form with you. So, and that's when like Sarasu came into play as well. And then Sarasu was like, okay, well, it's all defense. Where's the offense? Mm-hmm. And that's when the other forms started. So it, it very much is like a okay. Let's 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 play on the weaknesses so that it will be the superior version of the previous form. Uh, but then you also have forms that, like you know, Josh will talk about, where it's specifically developed for a certain style of like uh, a lightsaber that a person may use. So, like, let's say Darth Maul mm-hmm. with the double-sided lightsaber, like that's a, that's a form in of itself. Okay, you know, so stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. I just didn't. I just didn't know if you know, it, it that that makes more sense. It's not like you come out and you're like, I want form four. Exactly. <laughs> After you exactly. finish your training, it's more like whatever's whatever's going on at the time, you know, and and whatever, and for some forms, whatever lightsaber you have, kind of pushes you towards that form. Uh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Carry on. Josh. Uh oh, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't mm. Okay, well, I guess we'll. I'll, I'll try to carry the mantle here until he <laughs> comes back. So we finished with what? Yeah, form three, Sarasu. Mm-hmm. So the next would be form four, which is known as uh, Ataru. And so each one of these, each one of these forms, we we should also preface. They have a more like they have their names, but then they also have like a, a description of what it is in terms of like a title. So like form one, Shicho, is known as like the determination form. Right, mm-hmm. and then form two, Makashi, uh, the dueling form. Uh, form three, Soresu is the resilience form, so the you know the defense. And then form four is the aggression form. And the most notable user for uh, Ataru is uh, Anakin Skywalker, and Dar- you know Anakin Skywalker, Darth, Darth Vader, uh, Yoda. Yoda did this as well. But I mean, Yoda oh. was also adept at all of them. And then. Uh, Ayla, uh, Ayla Sakura, if, I can, if I'm, if I'm uh, pronouncing her name correctly, she was the uh, the Twi'lek Jedi uh, in uh, episode three that got gunned down by mm. her troopers during yeah. Order 66. That's the most prevalent, but obviously she appeared in multiple other uh, uh, media uh, scenes. But yeah, uh, and this was just... Th- the best way to describe Atari was... Fighting in an open field and just you know putting all your all your aggression into just offense, right? Just mm-hmm. it's basically the the polar opposite of Soresu because Soresu is all defense, so Atari is all offense, very much like that sort of style. Okay, it's all gas pedal. Then sounds like my style. I would probably go with. That's just the type mm-hmm. of person that I am. Um, one of the uh, both Darth Maul and Ahsoka also trained special trained in that form. Mm-hmm. It incorporated a lot of flips, cartwheels, and just anything you can do to kind of make yourself fanatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you wanted to attack from all angles, you wanted to be able to take a physical blow and roll away from it, pretty much. Okay, you just it was moving. 
and the only limitations were the user's physical limitations. Gotcha. So, okay. It's interesting that, you know, that literally you have Obi-Wan who is ultimate defensive form and then his, his paddle on Anakin is the ultimate offensive form. It's, it's just interesting to see how that unfolds, but I feel like Anakin was kind of a polar was, was kind of polar opposite in Obi-Wan in a lot of ways and personality too. So that's just fitting to go with, um, to go with Ahsoka, the hurt, the name for the um, type of like strikes with two lightsabers is called Jokai or mm-hmm. Jokai. And it's just the act of you, the, it, the dual wielding two lightsabers and attacking simultaneously with them. Pretty much. Okay. Now we have form. Oh, that was Ataru. Ataru is fun to say. <laughs> um, form five. Form five is actually split into two two um subcategories of forms. If is that how you would say it? Uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. Um, this this is one of the ones I asked Mike on how to pronounce. Spicy is Mike. All the, also listeners, I just want to, we're using my real name because my gamer tag is Jar for a lot of stuff, and Spicy is spicy, but his name is Mike. Um, He's form been outed. Was, form yeah. five <laughs> was split up into Sheen and Jimso. Bingo. Um. So both were created off of the back of form two, form three. I mean, mm-hmm. because form three obviously had its major limitations, so they wanted to work off of that and try to correct those weaknesses. And the first form of Sheen of form five was known as the perseverance form. It it hyper focused blaster bolt deflection. And knowing that the you would be facing multiple enemies at a time, that could have been lightsabers, it could have been blasters, but it also used um, wide strikes to give you time to, like, to get the your opponent to back up, pretty much. But in one to one combat, Shien was very very weak, and so then you have the alternate form of it, um, Jimso. It was the f- dueling focused form of Form 5, which um, focused on blocking and parrying to be defensively, and then it would press the, the, its offensive ca- capabilities by sensing those weaknesses that you would look for in Form 3, but instead of not... Uh, going after those weaknesses, you would pursue them aggressively. And like, um, the, the just form five was very physical. You used a lot of brute strength in form five and even more so in Jim. So to the, where if someone took a direct strike, like in the middle of their lightsaber from a, from someone using this form, it could physically push them back Dang. quite a bit. Okay, so um, would would users usually fall primarily into one subcategory, or was it like if I know form five, 
it's like I can either do form five A or form five B depending on the situation. Cause it sounds like those are pretty situational. Yeah, uh, most yeah. most users in general, in terms of four or five, had just a preference for one or the other. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not to say that like you know they weren't skilled in both, but they're gonna they're gonna fall back onto one or the other. Gotcha. In like a comfort stance, yeah. Yeah, according to the, uh, this brings in the um, uh, Jedi used multiple forms. Anakin worked with the gym so a lot. Between he would switch simultaneously between Ataru and Jim So, and it was just he's using a defensive offensive form and a hey I'm just going I'm full offense on you, and then you had Darth Bane, he was he I believe he was the same exact way also but with Suresu and then Jim So instead of Ataru. Gotcha. That makes, I mean, that totally checks out. <laughs> um, now, let's see. Um, Spicy, do you want to do Form 6? Or do you want to pronounce uh, yeah, Form 6? Sure. Because I don't so, know if I will pronounce it right. Yeah, so Form 6 is just known as uh, Naman, which uh, this is where I was talking about how uh, certain lightsaber-like uh, styles required a certain form so this is the one purely or not purely but like primarily for uh dual or dual-sided like double-bladed lightsabers so maul right darth maul this would be like his thing uh the inquisitors with their uh uh fancy little double-bladed lightsabers as well but so the idea of naman was basically because the the double-bladed lightsaber was so unique right it's 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 a really you had to be really careful around with it required a really advanced form of a technique to use it naman incorporated force abilities uh as well so this is very much like the the half lightsaber half force really relied heavily on you know the user's ability to to use the force in order to gain an advantage in combat so that's the 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 best example for this would be in episode one, when you know Maul's going up against Obi Wan and and uh, Qui Gon at the very end, you know you see a lot of times where Maul's like you know using his surroundings and 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 pushing and 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 you know just using the Force to sort of gain an advantage. Uh, and so the the crazy thing about Naman, which is a little bit different than the previous forms, is that it really heavily focused on balance. So it didn't, it wasn't, it, it didn't have a, an identity in the sense of, Oh, you know, it's a really good offensive form or it's a really good defensive form. Right. Because the double bladed lightsaber in general is a more defensive weapon, but you can incorporate it with like the, the, the force abilities, which was primarily offensive. Uh, so it really just came down to, okay, just sort of a, a balance kind of like a, like a, if the, Circus tightroper was walking across like a long length of rope, right? You have to balance that and make sure that mm-hmm. in, in, in combat, if you even show one over reliance of offense or defense, there's, there, you know, it's going to come with consequences. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had something, I had a question for it, but it, 
it came and it went just just as fast as it came and went. So, <laughs> crap. Those, so that was Darth Maul. So you said Darth Maul and um, anybody. I guess is there. I mean, that's probably the only real recognizable one. Yeah, the other one that I found, which would be to Star Wars lovers, would be Darth and Jedi Riven. Oh yeah, I remember Riven. Because it was um. Since the form was as so balanced, like Spicy said, they didn't have to focus, and they it used the force to incorporate. It. They didn't have to focus so hard, so much learning just like sword form, sword movements, and everything that they could be political. And so a lot of the a lot of like po- politician character uh, force users. Ha- practiced on Neiman pretty heavily. So this form required a dual um, dual bladed saber or no? No, this was more so if you had a double bl- uh, double bladed lightsaber, you're okay. more than likely going to be using this. It's either this one yeah. or it's going to be Soresu because the double bladed lightsaber in general is a defensive weapon rather than an mm-hmm. offensive weapon. Despite what people may think while you know watching Maul, but Maul is different because he's a Sith, right? So it's a little bit of a different application. Gotcha. So this form extends beyond the dual blade lightsabers. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, like for, for example, uh, this was this form was you know during like the Clone Wars, this was pretty much like the go-to form for a lot of a lot a lot of Jedi, right? Because it's since it's known as the diplomat's form because of how often you know someone's using the Force in regards to this form. It didn't have to heavily rely on, uh, you know, jet lightsaber combat, right? Because it's the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. You're going against droids and everything like that. Less so on, you know, developing one's own prowess in melee combat. And so if you have like a Jedi diplomats or, you know, Jedi generals that are going to, you know, a different planet, you know, it's a, what, there's like a high chance that they're not going to be going to, uh, against the Sith or anything like that, right? Pretty, pretty high chance. So this very much was sort of like, I guess, a crutch for the Jedi to basically put out more, uh, you know, Jedi into combat without, you know, having to train them, I guess, at 100% mm-hmm. of, you know, melee prowess. So instead, it's like taking that shortcut and going like 70%, right? 80%, like barely passing in terms of melee combat, and then just making sure that they're also incorporating the force. And so that's that's in part of the reason why I, I would suspect as well that a lot of Jedi died during the Clone Wars, is because, you know, since most of them died on the Battle of Geonosis, right? I think like 200 or so Whoa. Jedi died. Yeah, no, it was a lot. It, just in the arena, right? In that big famous arena around 200 jedi and they were all jedi masters and like a couple padawans right but that was like the the bro the brute force of the jedi right there that's like gone in the blink of an eye pretty much and so think of it as like a, a sort of j- just like in the sense of how if a production line all of a sudden loses all of its you know the the high quality material they're gonna start you know trying to find shortcuts in order to keep that you know production going very much the same way for like jedi right gotcha yeah. Huh. Well, that's super interesting. So it's actually so initially when like when you started talking about this form 
two minutes ago. I was like, oh, this form sounds like it's kind of the culmination of all the previous iterations was, well, in response to that form, we're going to make this form and so on and so forth. And then this form to me sounded to be like kind of that, that pinnacle form, but it's actually more of like a simpler form than to, to circumvent the normal, I guess, uh, train training that you'd have to go through or not circumvent, but like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It would, uh, speed it up. Exactly. Get through sooner. Yeah. 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 Cause put it this way, right? Like, since all Jedi have a basic understanding of Form 1, you're not going to send the Form 1 users, unless they're a master of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to send them out into, you know, into in, into the Clone Wars or into, like, a battle, just if they only knew Form 1. So it's like, okay, well, what else can we do? Are they good with the Force? Ah, you know, then shit, we'll just give them Form, you know, just let them, teach them, you know, Form 6, and then just hope for the best. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the best way to put it. It's like a kind of like that's the the the, the cheat code yeah there was refer i believe it the thing i read was reading was it was referred to as the jack of all trades form mm-hmm. is it, inc- it tried to incorporate exactly. yeah it, it was a master of none but it tried to incorporate the best of forms one three four and five yep okay but in itself since you couldn't focus on it it wasn't the it wasn't strong sounds like me I'm interested in like a lot of different things, but I'm not very good at all, at all of them. So that's fun. <laughs> so I'm gonna for form seven here. I'm gonna start off with, but then I'm gonna hand it off to to Mike here because I know he really likes form seven, especially the the second variant of it. Um, as as I said at the start of the podcast, um, form seven didn't the original f- portion of form seven didn't come into creation until about a thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. And it was known as the ferocity form. And the, the I'll just, the first form was called, is it Huyo or Juyo? Juyo. Juyo. And it was, um, it, it, it caused the Jedi to restrict the flow of, of information to, their upcoming Padawans and Jedi Knights because it was such an aggressive style of form that it brought the Jedi directly to it, the edge of the dark side. And they believed it violated the rule of the Jedi rule that there is no emotion, only peace. Oh, Jedi, they're such squares sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll let, let's, let's spicy, um, do you want me to do Juyo, or do you do you know enough about it, Spicy? Yeah, I mean, so I think what needs to be said for Juyo, right, is from forms one through six, generally speaking, I, I think what people need to understand is it wasn't the Jedi that, like, created these forms. Not necessarily, I mean, it's like some of them, right? Like, let's say, like, probably like form three, like, yeah. the Jedi might have developed it. But in general, it's more so just like lightsaber practitioners. Right, it's not like uh, oh, only the Jedi made this or only the Sith, except for when it comes to Form Seven, because Juyo was primarily a Sith, you know, the the, the Sith way of fighting. Because it's what it, what it is is basically allowing uh, allowing one's uh, emotions to overflow and dictate the aggression, like you know, overwhelming aggression. We're talking. This isn't like a tar, which you know, like I said, was all combat or all 
offense. This was all emotion. And since the Jedi's whole, you know, teachings is, you know, don't don't let uh, emotion dictate your decisions, right? You got to go with pure steely uh, logic. Uh, so when 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 Form Seven comes to hand, it is just absolute and just a, an abundance of power. And eventually, though, however, uh, one or a few Jedi decided to take you know Juyo and turn into a more you know practical uh, form of fighting, and so that Jedi could actually you know use this with. Uh, the form without having to have the risk of falling to the dark side. And so that the, the main Jedi who the head creator of, you know, transforming this, this form into its, its new form called Vopod was uh, Mace Windu. And so that's the, that's, and then that's part of the reason why Mace Windu was regarded as like the next greatest Jedi in the Jedi order after Yoda was because like, okay, he literally created you know, a, a a new form, almost almost by himself, uh, and and that's why he was such a fierce, you know, uh, duelist, is because he allowed himself to to use his emotions as a as a form of a weapon in combat. But the difference between Vopod and Julia was that Vopod, in to to quote uh, Wikipedia, is that practitioners practitioners of Vopod would accept the fury of their opponent and kind of transform themselves into one half of this really huge superconducting loop. So, like, one half is, you know, the dark side and, 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 and the power of darkness. And then Vopod users would be the light side, right? So it's basically that cycle, kind of like a yin and yang. The best way to put it would be like a yin and yang sort of, you know, style where you need that balance, but you just power that balance with emotion and everything like that. Uh, and so Mace Windu developed this, and there's actually a little bit of a, a little bit of controversy in terms of the lore of whatever you know you decide to believe, right? Because since with Disney sort of axing a lot of the lore previous, it it kind of deviates into okay, who else helped you know Mace Windu develop this form? And so if we're talking purely canon, uh. It basically is just Mace himself. There, there really is no other uh, person that helped him develop the Vopod. But if we're talking legends, then there were a few other guys. So, for example, uh, Quinlan Voss, I know. Uh, he appeared in the Clone Wars, like the TV series. He was primarily a comic book character prior, though. Uh, he he used uh, Vopod to initially much success, and then he fell to the dark side. And then he came back to the light. It very much like a, a Revan style of uh, of story, just in the Clone Wars settings. But in the canon, uh, Mace Windu actually taught this form to his Padawan at the time, uh, Depa Biliba. Which, if the name sounds familiar to you listeners out there, that actually was the master of Caden uh, Jarrus, who, if you guys remember, was the uh, I guess the, the the father figure of Ezra Bridger in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Before she, uh, oh yeah, and so Depa Biliba was the other canon. She is. Of... She's featured really briefly in one of the final episodes of the 
in the final episodes of the Clone Wars, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With yeah, yeah. Kanan Jarvis as mm -hmm. her apprentice. He's still a child. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah. one one thing I want to throw in real quick, spicy or Mike, is um Quinlan Voss was also one of Mace Windu's apprentices as well. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so his kind of and that's a that's dive. a whole other that's a whole other like you know jar worms that, that we can dive into. <laughs> yeah, because, because Quinlan was a very um yeah, Quin Quinlan is a, is an interesting character. Depa Bilaba also is an incredibly interesting character because she had two different canons. Uh, oh yeah, she did. Lore. She had she, she had an initial one, and then Disney was like, nope. And then we're like, okay, well let's let's not get rid of her. Let's change her. And yeah, it, the the, the, the original, the initial, canon the version was, was really dark. <laughs> Same with all the other uh, Jedi's on the on the Jedi Council, like in every single iteration, like all all the Jedi's actually have like an incredibly deep amount of lore. But anyway, that's 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 digression. That's we're, we're digressing from that. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's form seven. Just basically, it's like the okay. Well, this is this is the dark side way of using the. Uh, of lightsaber combat, and then Darth uh, Mace Windu was like, eh, "We can, we can make it also into a, a more practical and you know light sided style of combat as well." It's like a Timon and Pumbaa when they when they find Simba. Wait, mm -hmm. what if he's on our side? Yeah, exactly. So you mean to tell me Mace Windu developed arguably one of the best forms? At least specifically. this is probably the most effective. Yeah, this was probably the most effective form. And we get little to no screen time action with Mace destroying. Yep. Yeah. Why would you do this? It was yep. um, in in Legends. Um, one of the old Jedi masters, um, Jedi Master Rook Lamar was his name. Yeah, um, Rook Lamar described yeah, yeah. Um, Form Seven as being able to eviscerate any opponent in one on one combat. Oh my gosh. And yeah. And um, later on, apparently one of the comics, I don't know what, but Wikipedia said this, so trust in the Wikipedia right now, is that Darth Vader, at the time, Anakin Skywalker, described the fight between, um, described um, Mace's, like Mace himself versus um, Darth Sidious in, in Revenge of the Sith as... Vopid as an oblate spear, sphere of purple fire, because of how fast it was. Just a yep. hideously fast. There's a reason it, why Mace Windu almost beat Sidious before someone cut off his hand, right? There's a mm, reason why, like, mm, like Sidious had a hard time was because, well, you know, he 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 didn't really have <laughs> much uh, experience against uh, Vopid at all. Like, I mean, at all. This is basically like a sort of a new style of combat that he's going up against, and so mm -hmm. yeah, yep. um, Mace created it towards the tail end, like the last five eighteen years of the um, Galactic Republic. Yep, only a handful of Jedi, you know, knew the form. So like, it's Mace, it's Padawan. Uh, I know Sindrelig in terms of canon. I know Sindrelig, who is the. Uh, the Jedi Battlemaster, so that's basically like a title that's given to the Jedi who is like, hey, the head trainer, right? The head, mm -hmm. like this is the go-to guy in terms of learning any of the styles. So the, the the Battlemaster has to be, you know, potent at every single form of combat. 
So Sindrelig was the guy during the Clone Wars where he was really effective at all all seven forms. Uh, probably Anakin Skywalker would have been the successor to Sindrelig. Uh, you know, yeah. episode three not happened. <laughs> <laughs> you turned her against me. Oh yeah. my gosh. I saw amazing, this is a total sidetrack here, but I just <laughs> saw an awesome meme yesterday where it was... Um, it was like Anakin and they're on the, you know, they're, it's that kind of final fight leading up and it's, um, but instead of Anakin, it's a German shepherd. <laughs> and then instead of, uh, I think it was Obi-Wan coming off the ship, it's a vacuum. <laughs> and it's basically like, I don't remember the exact line, but I think they used basically the line from the film. And it was like, it was like, we, we don't want to hurt you. And the dog is like, you're a liar. You're trying to kill me. It was really funny. <laughs> if you can if you yeah. can actually laugh at a meme being purely described poorly, then yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and also uh, back to, you know, another sidetrack. Back to your previous uh question about regarding Ahsoka and like the combat form that she used mm-hmm. right? because of the lightsaber style of, you know, she's holding one lightsaber in reverse. What you have to understand with that is initially uh, I, I think at the end of the Clone Wars TV series, it, this changed. But initially, the lightsaber that she's holding in reverse is actually not a not a real just standard lightsaber. It's actually a lightsaber Shoto, which yeah. is just like a shorter version, mm-hmm. and like, like an incredibly shorter version. Like the blade's like half of a normal oh lightsaber gosh. blade. Yeah, uh, and that and, and the, the show the whole point of a Shoto, which kind of goes with the style, and that's kind of why she went with. Uh, she was so good with uh, Form 4, right, of, of, of Ataru and the aggression form is because the Shoto is an extension of, like, a, a, a guard, like a hilt guard, right? Really. It's it's a mobile version of a hilt guard. All it is, it's it's mainly as a way to, like, okay, block uh, an incoming, you know, strike or slash of a lightsaber and at the same time, you know, keeping your own main hand, you know, readily available. And oh. so that's why you see her holding in reverse is because you know very much it is a, a a defensive weapon and you know certainly she can she's used it in offensive you know capabilities but it's just like a i guess it's a mixture of jark high which you know josh talked about earlier being the sort of combat uh regarding two lightsabers and then ataru being the aggression the uh, aggression form and then you know combining that together and then that's basically Ahsoka's style of fighting. Um, that that Shoto, I think, I'm pretty sure at the end of the Clone Wars series when she got her two new lightsabers from Anakin, I'm pretty sure those weren't Shotos and those were just regular lightsabers at that point. But the uh, I think at that point, since she was so experienced with the way of you know fighting, that you know it, it didn't really phase her having now instead of a, a Shoto, just back to like a, a just a regular lightsaber in both hands. Okay, that's actually super cool. Um, I, I just I didn't know if it was like, oh, I just want to hold my lightsaber like this, but like that's actually really awesome. So mm-hmm. brings me to a, another question, and this may just be a bad question, but like, how does that work then with a Padawan coming up and say giving them, you know, giving her a Shoto, or she essentially is wielding in a lot of ways two short the, lightsabers? Like, how does that get the best way to describe it and i think a lot of people can kind of make this correlation right uh so 
The Jedi, you could make a pretty good argument. It, it's, it's heavily referenced from, like, Shaolin monks, right? Like, just the yeah. whole idea of, okay, seclusion, you know, uh, and, and, and meditation and, and combat and martial combat prowess. Uh, and so the cool thing is I actually know that in, you know, in the Shaolin temple in China, uh, if you're trying to, f- first off, if you're going to, you know, let, let's, not everyone can be like, you know, a, a Shaolin monk in China, right? Like a lot of people can apply. Not everyone can obviously become one. Mm-hmm. And you you already need to, just kind of like in Star Wars, you need to have some sort of experience or some sort of, you know, connection to the Force, yada, yada, yada. And the way it worked in, in with the Shaolin is when you first become a monk and you start learning combat and everything like that, the, the Masters will basically show you every single weapon and you get to choose that you want to, like, spend the next decade or two decades, like, learning. And obviously... Everyone's going to be, you know, proficient in one or two, but I think that's a, the best way to describe it as well for uh, Star Wars, for Jedi, and you know, to a lesser extent, Sith. In terms of, okay, well, what lightsaber, you know, are, are do they want to create, right? Because they've already shown in like the Clone Wars uh, TV series, like, okay, getting a lightsaber crystal is very much using the Force, but applying mm-hmm. it practically into what type of lightsaber do you want i think that's it's pretty much up to the jedi the padawan of what they want like oh this is gonna be cool because regardless they're gonna spend like you know a long time learning certainly like around a decade worth of just like learning how to how to wield you know uh their lightsaber effectively in combat so i I'm, i would definitely say that it's very much up to the uh the padawan at the time rather okay. than like you know their master Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was like, you know, how they can read whether people are force sensitive or not. It was a similar thing, like understanding this force, this person's personality and being like, and kind of gearing them towards that. Or if it was more so up to just the Padawan or the Jedi to be like, I like this. This is what I'm doing. Awesome. So all in all, there's actually like nine styles because what was it style five and style seven have each have their own sub style mm-hmm. yes okay yeah that's the best yeah, that, that, that's probably a better way to put it but you know just classically there's only seven yeah yeah because yeah categorical standpoint mm-hmm. just in total so is would members on the jedi council would would i guess does yoda you said yoda you're kind of referencing but I'm assuming Yoda would kind of know all the styles. He knows all besides probably Form 7 would be the only one he doesn't really know. Um, This is from um, Wikipedia. Um, This is is a quote from Yoda. Sixth there were for generations of Jedi. The seventh is not well known. Powerful form it is. Deadliest of all. But dangerous it is for its master as well as its opponent. Few have studied one student alone to mastery has risen. Hmm. Yeah, that's preferring Mace. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just really stuck on, as somebody who's a fan of like, you want to show the best, I find it so bizarre that you're going to have this new style that like Yoda just laid out like, oh, that's kind of... Um, 
sounds to be in a lot of ways the best style or at least the most effective style. And then you're going to have Mace who developed it, mastered it. And as we all saw in Revenge of the Sith was possibly had a good chance at beating Darth Sidious right there. Had there not been a third party interruption. So why would you not want to show incorporate more of him? Like to me, it's almost, it's almost like, if you're showing NBA highlights from this last season and you're like, you know, you know, LeBron James, we're going to show like one highlight, but then we don't need anything else, even though he's done all these incredible things. It's a, just as a very casual fan who I'm like, I want to see the cool stuff. Um, I'm, I'm a little sad that there's not more mace in my life. Yeah. That's, that was, that was that they kind of just dropped the ball there in terms of a, a cinematic uh, standpoint, mm-hmm. but the Clone Wars cartoon did a yeah, they did, okay they did job Colin. with it. Yeah. Um now though I think the best the it's it's another short, really short scene, but the best viewing of Vapod is um when Mace Windu decapitates Django Fett in the Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, no hesitation. Yeah. Think about it like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just it's not the Jedi swipes, way. Swipes, yeah, Mace life and decapitates. Mace didn't give two shits how that had turned out. <laughs> Cut him off. And then the, no, and then the no head rolls in front of Boba Fett. Oh, I cried. Yeah, right in front of his kid. And then he looked down at the helmet, too, because he was just like, all right, let's just make sure he's dead. And just, right, cut his head off. His head's off. <laughs> make sure. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to look down at it. It's it's You did the job. It's there. He didn't yeah. turtle yeah. He didn't turtle and pull his head out of his exactly. helmet. Yeah. You're yeah. fine. Uh, it's gone. Man. Oh. Well, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to walk through all those forms. Um, it's... I don't know. I just, I really enjoy this series and just learning more because I feel like this context, like it makes, I don't know if I go back and watch the movies whenever I do, because uh, it happens for, at least for me every couple of years um, at the, at the rarest. But, you know, then as I continue to work through like Rebels and Clone Wars, I, I don't know. I just have a deeper appreciation for it. And then you can, you can look for it. It's kind of like if anytime you, if you think about when you didn't understand a sport and you tried to watch that sport and you're like, what's going on versus mm-hmm. when you know all the rules and intricacies, you really can be, be into the sport. So, yeah, it's actually, it's actually uh, really interesting too. like now that if you know, like, you know, all these different forms, if you go back and watch episode three, mm-hmm. when they've classified, like, you know, certain Jedi masters being a, a master of a certain form, it shows in the movie and it shows why they died a certain way. So like, like, for example, uh, Kit Fisto, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the green Nautilon who blasted 10 seconds against Sidious. He wasn't, he, he, no, not, 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 not 10 seconds, even like five. <laughs> yeah. One is he's not the he, other two. We just got, you know, killed and, immediately. And they got then he fucking of disappeared. Old dude fucking just spinning through the air and then landing right in front of them. But he was a master of form one. <laughs> so he was a master of the basic, the basic form, which yeah. in its most practical sense, is really good against multiple opponents, not good against a singular opponent. So that's why he lasted so long. The Clone Wars is just, okay, he's a Jedi Master and he's against a bunch of battle droids and whatnot, right? So right. that much, you know, Form 1 is going to be actually really practical. But you go up against, I don't know, like a Sith who specializes in dueling. And on top of it, he's, 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 the, he's the Sith Lord. And on top of it, you know, he becomes the Emperor. Like, we're talking like the most powerful. You know, and then he uh, flies at you, spin- yeah, like, like screaming. It makes more sense. Like it's already impressive that he lasted five seconds. <laughs> if you think about the fact of what type of form he was using, so that's mm-hmm. one thing, right? And then uh, another one would be like Kiati Mundi, who oh, was 
yeah, Kiati, who who's the the dude with the really really long head, who got gunned down on the snow planet, right? Like, yeah, his cone head guy. He turns yeah, around, exactly. He's like, he's, oh no. he's a ma- he's a master of Makashi, the dueling form. Oh, and what did we say prior? What, yeah. In terms of common usage of blasters, it sucks against blasters. What the fuck happened? He took like what well, he bought two shots and then he just got gunned down immediately. Hey, it's so it's he- awesome you bring that up because I every time I've seen that scene, I'm like, what the crap? You're a Jedi yeah. master, and you yeah, you're supposed get- to do more. But then you realize now, like, oh, ah. he was he was a good tool. He wasn't a good, you know, in terms of just multi. Like, yeah, it's. It's crazy when you like just really looking like oh oh it kind of hits it here like ah uh. mm. and then for example like the two other the two other uh, the Jedi master and this 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 is you know it can be obviously like a, a later point but like the two Jedi masters who got destroyed immediately by Sidious one was Utah. a star star Jedi uh, or an ace for uh, starfighters mm. he was an ace starfighter pilot he wasn't he wasn't good at all in martial combat you didn't really see him you know, use martial combat at all. So it's like, okay. So they brought a starfighter pilot to try to like detain one of the most powerful the most powerful Sith in like history. <laughs> and and they're gonna choose one of him to it, it it's just like a That's gonna go know. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a little tidbit there. Huh, that's awesome. Well, I uh I don't think we need to belabor this anymore. I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, giving all the awesome info. I'm like you said right there, like now all those scenes that, that piss me off because I'm like, what the crap are these Jedi doing dying so easily? Like these idiots, this isn't, this doesn't proportionally make sense to me because you're supposed to be these great fighters. And then you just get gunned down like little, like fishing or barrel, but it, it now all makes sense. And I now don't have a deep hatred for those scenes anymore. And it's thanks to you, fellas. So uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. And Spicy, it's awesome to have you. Hopefully, we'll have you for some more future episodes. I think having another yeah, course here um, really just helps uh, drive the conversation, bring more interesting tidbits. So um, do you guys have any last words uh, for this episode? Uh, not much. I, mean, I think we covered pretty much everything. Just want to mm-hmm. thank you guys again for allowing me to be on this podcast. It was a great time. Hold on. I have a question. Last one. We were just speaking of Darth Sidious. What's his form? Uh, I think the best way to put it is he's very much a Juyo practitioner. So okay. that would be not Vapa, but like Juyo. And then uh, Kashi would probably okay. be the other one to put it. Yeah. Okay. I think I think other than that, we covered most of the mainstream Jedi. Was Qui-Gon the same as Obi-Wan? Qui-Gon specialized actually in dueling. Yeah, oh. yeah, but you so have to also was... understand that at the time, right? The reason why Qui Gon lost is because he's going up against a double-bladed lightsaber user, which you know those are rare. Yeah, especially in the like... Clone Wars, that's fucking rare. Once again, just caught off guard a little bit and catch you on your heels. Okay, yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean he put still, up a good still fight. one of the most like oh shit moments in the Star Wars universe. He hold Darth Maul holds out the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You're holding your <laughs> and lightsaber. The second one. Oh my god, there's a second lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. And so that yeah, that's that's primarily reason why Qui Gon uh you know Bummer. Took a bullet there. But um so so one of the things I like to I would like of the podcast though is um Mike here loves to ask questions. 
in his stream title every time. And this is what's the one question you ask each and every single man? Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> viewer, yeah, we gotta we gotta ask then, I guess. Uh, do you uh, do you prefer pineapple on pizza, or do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? Is a better way to put it. Okay, pineapple on pizza. It's like you know Hawaiian. Pineapple is an absolute disgrace to the Italian tradition of oh, thank God. pizza. Okay, we're good. You, no, we're you, good. We can be friends. Deface <laughs> and disgrace <laughs> everything that these Italians worked centuries, mm-hmm. possibly even millennia, developing and then bringing over to America, and we kind of add our own little style to it, only, only to be absolutely uh, disgraced by, oh, let's put some pineapple on it, because that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, pineapple... Yeah. Every 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 Hawaiian pizza that has pineapple. First of all, just just because you put Hawaii, you put pineapple and spam or pineapple and ham on anything, it's not magically Hawaiian. But come on, pizza? No, I'm not for that. Keep that away from no. me. They all can be incinerated. Just literally take the fucking pineapple off and I eat it. I, I would I would eat it because it's just like ham time. on pizza. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Like it's, put the fucking That's pineapple on it. Canadian bacon. I mean, fucking nasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's all that is. They're like, hey, you want Canadian bacon? No, I don't want ham on my pizza. <laughs> I mean, yep. I'm fine with ham on my pizza, but like, it's just Canadian bacon. The fact that they call it Canadian bacon. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, real quick, I do <laughs> want to, even though you're definitely more popular than me in terms of uh, listener and follower base, nonetheless, I, uh, I want you to plug your stream specifically or just plug whatever it is you do before we leave too. Oh, yeah, sure. Find so, you. uh, yeah, anyone watching or listening, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash spicy underscore Szechuan, all lowercase. Uh, very much just a variety streamer. Uh, unlike what Josh here said, I, I used to, you know, be a horror streamer, but, uh, you know, recently with the amount of, like, I guess, the lack of really good horror games that are out there, we'll I've get you back gone to back horror. to being, yeah, huh. I've gone back to, you know, just playing more, uh, just any sort of really competitive game out there that is primarily what i've been doing recently but yeah just uh stop by have a have a good time awesome is is today the um piano stream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i need to do that in a little bit yes sir. we got him to do a mowing stream oh, oh you told me you told me about the mowing the lawn one that was a great no, we're not talk about that spicy such one stream <laughs> Can you what what info can you give me without spoiling it? Uh, what's a piano stream that's going to happen later? Uh yeah, so I mean just, just uh yeah, uh, I back in the day for about like 12 years of my life, I uh, played piano at like a an uh, amateur competitive level for like 12 years of my life. Oh, wow. Uh and then stopped playing it for like the past 5 years. And so recently I've been convinced to like okay, we'll just start playing again. I'm like, all right, well fuck it, finally. <laughs> I guess now is the time. After half a decade later, we'll start, you know, going back to ground zero and relearning. And so yeah. that's that's literally it. Okay. Oh, huh, that's pretty cool, man. Freaking, you you are a versatile one. Let me tell you. Nah, no, 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 no. Very much, no, no. Very much still just a just your average nerd. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, us nerds gotta stick together. Um, nobody believes me when I tell them <laughs> I'm a nerd because. Uh, I don't really look or a lot of times even act like a nerd, but then I start talking about anime or Lord of the Rings or um, 
video games and people are like look at me right. sideways I'm like I told you I'm a nerd I don't <laughs> I don't really like look have the nerd look like I, I but I'm like sure yeah I'm really into sports and a lot of mainstream stuff and I like to go out and play sports not that nerds don't like to but just in such a way that like you you wouldn't necessarily take me for a nerd but I'll binge I'll binge the crap out of some anime if you if you give me the right one like let's do this but uh, all right, we don't need to drag this out. So I appreciate boys for being on here. Uh, everyone listening, uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully you learned something today and you go back and watch Star Wars. You can maybe catch some of these different styles and see why people like Conehead died. Uh, don't forget, if you want to <laughs> chime, in, chime in with any feedback, comments, or questions, uh, you can, my email is theramblingviking at gmail.com. That's ramblingviking at gmail.com. You can find Spicy Szechuan on Twitch. And... Uh, Josh, nobody cares about Josh. So I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. This wouldn't be possible without Josh. So much love to him. And uh, thanks, everybody. You can find me. You can find me at Graveyard Shift. Yeah, work it, work in that graveyard shift, but he's making that good money. Somebody's got to do it. All right. He's he's willing to make the sacrifice for everybody. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.